Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Listen, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very dispassionate about this, but I've got to tell you and give you an objective kind of evaluation of what happened last night during the debate. That's my job. That's why you're here. A lot of people support a lot of different candidates to jump into the show. And um, I'm just telling you objectively, last night was just not good. It was not good for the candidates, was not good for the moderators, not good for Fox. It was just not a good debate. I mean, that's pretty much universal. I'm getting that from just about everyone out there. It was just not a really great debate. I mean, think about it, right? A great debate would help the network, the moderators, and would help the candidates because it would be a good, healthy forum. Correct? Am I crazy? I'm going to give you my reasons why. I'm going to base them in objective analysis. I can take my heart out of this for a minute and talk about it objectively, even though you know where my heart is. And I'm going to tell you why I think last night went wrong for a lot of people. Folks, Omaha Steaks, they have all the fall cravings covered. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Bongino to check out for an extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. Uh, Folks, also, I got an update on the studio thing. You want to do live studio stuff, right? Forget the chat. You'll be there for a chat like live, live chat, like in the chat chat, right? I got a bit of an update. It's not a particularly good one, but you'll see what I mean. Folks, almost all Americans are going to owe taxes for this year or owe from previous years, unless, of course, you're the son of a president or the wife of an ex-president. The IRS and Biden's government want your money more than ever, as you know, and it's been reported they're hiring thousands of agents. Let me tell you about a tax mitigation company called America First Tax Group. America First tax lawyers are experts routinely who routinely stand up to the IRS. They save taxpayers like you thousands. Give them a call. Here's the number. You ready? 800-272-7613. Whether you already owe taxes or you're going to owe this year, America First can help you put those dollars back in your pocket where they belong. America First tax groups, professionals are also experts at state taxes and can help protect you from levies, liens, and garnishments. Here's the number. Call 800-272-7613. By using the same tax laws that the global, global elites use, America First Tax Group could be your own private tax army. Call 800-272-7613, 800-272-7613, or go to AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Again, call 800-272-7613, or go to AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. All right, Joseph, let's go. Showtime. <laughs> so for adjusting to like having this many people in the studio so Guy did the showtime for joe it's just not uh, guys i appreciate the effort Guy. Guy, say it again let's hear it again let's give him one more shot what do you think audience it it's showtime <laughs> i love Guy, but this is all right we'll mess with it for a couple of days while we figure out this seating arrangement here in the studio but <laughs> by the way, quick studio update. So after the debacle yesterday where I live in Martin County, Florida, that's trying to become the tax capital of the South by hiking the taxes down here. I haven't told you this, but they're also giving us some headaches with a studio. We were going to pour millions of dollars into this studio. But of course, um, you know, we're getting a bunch of headaches. So I'm really starting to reconsider uh, relocating out of this place to somewhere else. I'm not going to invest millions of dollars in a non-business friendly county that seems to be only concerned with fleecing taxpayers. So I'm starting to reconsider it. So I'll keep you updated. It may delay the studio opening, but it's not a business friendly county anymore. It's just not, I, I'm not going to lie to you. So I don't want to, I'm never going to relocate and build a multi-million dollar studio in a place that doesn't give a shit about business. I'm not going to do it. So 
quick update on that. So that right, I'm not. We're not doing it. Forget it. It's, it, it that's Gee, man. That's how Gee is. If he's talking about Star Wars, he'd be really. He'd be like, it's showtime, baby. Gee, come in here and do a dance. If this was a Star Wars show, you know it. All right. So about last night's debate, you know it's true, man. Listen, here's the thing about the debate. <clears throat> there were three components to a debate. There are the candidate. There's the candidate component. There's the network component. And then there's the moderator component. Folks, this is one of those rare things where I think the moderators, or one of them at least, looked really bad, which made the network look even worse. The viewership apparently was not great. And then I don't think any of the candidates did what they needed to do to change the narrative. I think there are a couple that didn't necessarily hurt themselves last night. But I guess my point is, when you're in a race, and folks, I'm just giving you the math. Listen, you know where my, my heart is in the race. I've already said it. I, you wrote an opinion and I gave it to you. However, I'm, I, I like a lot of the candidates up there genuinely because of what they stand for and have done. I do. So I feel like I can really be objective on this. I don't think anybody did what they needed to do to close what in some states is a 30 to 40 point gap between them and Donald Trump. I just don't. Um, it, it looked like a race for number two. Now, listen, Bob Costa is a left leaning guy, but I've met with this guy before of all the left leaning guys. Like he's not as crazy as most of them. I got a bunch of texts this morning saying this exact thing. You may say, oh, this is some lefty. Guy. All right, fine. But I'm, I'm just telling you, I got almost the exact same text. Some of the words verbatim out of this. This is Costa. He says, listen, lots of angst tonight about my top GOP sources about the debate. Donors are concerned, flurry of texts, questions about where the race goes from here. They wonder, is anyone going to have a breakout moment? Meanwhile, Trump all but ignores the scene and shrugs off the indictments. Folks, they're not wrong. You have to ask yourself if you're a candidate, what the, do I have to do to make a difference, right? And when you're up on the stage with seven people, honestly, three or four of them who have no business being up there at all, they just, this should be three people on stage right now. Right now, it should be DeSantis. It should be Vivek and Nikki Haley. Maybe Tim Scott. Mike Pence has no business being up there. I'm sorry. The guy is not polling significantly in any of the states. It is a waste of assets and time. You may think he's a nice guy. You may think he's a mean guy. He doesn't belong on the stage. Chris Christie is just up there to be an asshole. That's all Chris Christie's doing. Chris Christie was given marching orders by his donors. Go be an asshole. That's all he does. He goes up there and says dumb stuff. I'll show you what I mean. Do we have the Donald Duck thing? Did I send that? That clip? I didn't send it. Well, good. I probably ignored it because it was so stupid. He's like, we're going to call you Donald Duck. It's just dumb. It's just stupid. And then Doug Burgum, Doug Burgum was the governor of North Dakota, isn't even a conservative. He barely, if ever, supported anything conservative outside of a tax cut. What is he doing? No one even knows who he is. It's a waste of time. Maybe if you had a debate between DeSantis, Vivek, Nikki Haley, and maybe Tim Scott, you could spend some time with these guys and people who don't like Trump. And listen, there are people out there, folks. I'm a Trump supporter, but there are people out there who aren't. Let's not be naive about it. No, everybody, no, everybody doesn't love them. There are people who don't love them. And some of them are conservatives and they like DeSantis or they like someone else. If they're trying to make a choice right now, it's not helping. Last night was a mess.
What are the political narratives that make a difference? Come on, you guys already, you and you know this, man. Say, come on, it's so insulting, I'm sorry. You know what I'm talking to, like the people maybe, you know, who, who aren't getting, this isn't breaking through. The only political narratives that make a difference are ones that change your pre-existing notion of who a candidate is for the better or for the worse. Change the political narrative. You get what I'm saying? If you love someone and they say something that makes you think better of them in a race, then you're really going to love them. If they, you love someone in a race and they say something that changes the political narrative because it changes your perception of who they are and you hate them, then it's going to change momentum in the other direction. When you're static, like a sitting pile of water, it just breeds mosquitoes and stuff. It's no good. Here's what I mean. First, the moderator. On the moderator front. See, moderator network. Why did Fox pick this lady? I am so confused why this Univision lady was there. She seemed to, she was asking questions that weren't questions at all. They were statements. Here she is blaming the United States somehow for gun violence, ignoring the plague of gun violence in South American countries, in some European, I, I mean, this isn't even a, it's not even serious. Nobody should have even answered this question. They should have said, ma'am, that's not a question. It's a ridiculous statement claiming the United States somehow has a monopoly on gun violence. It's so silly, I absolutely refuse to answer it. What the hell was this lady in the debate for? Check this out. We're going to stay in the topic of um, crime because it affects all of us. Governor Bergam, for the first time ever, a Univision poll found that mass shootings and gun safety are one of the most important issues for Latino voters. Mental health concerns are not unique. What the f is that? What kind of stupid question is that? Was this vetted by Fox? How did you let that question get out there? She has no evidence to back that up at all. That is not unique to the United States at all. It's not even close. Has she traveled to South America? Does she have any idea what she's talking about? Is she factoring in suicides? I mean, what is she even talking about? Here, it got worse. Here's the second question. This Again, this is not a question. This is a statement. Here, check this out. According to Customs and Border Protection, about 90% of fentanyl is seized at official border crossings, and 57% of the smugglers are U.S. citizens. How would you stop fentanyl brought into the country, mostly by U.S. citizens, through ports of entry? There's two sides to this, and we have to be very honest. Why, again, did they answer this question? Are you seriously blaming the fentanyl crisis on U.S. citizens? On an American network, knowing there's a border crisis, even if our data was correct, which I don't believe at all, because how do you know how much fentanyl is coming into the country when you don't catch a lot of it? Uh, I don't know, fellas. Joe, just throwing a statistical question out there. If a bunch of fentanyl got into the country, you didn't caught. How do you know it got into the country because you didn't catch it? You don't know because you didn't catch it because it's on the street. But again, nobody quite, uh, what I'm stunned about is that these candidates even answered the question. They should have been like, again, ma'am, with due respect, time out. Where'd you get your ridiculous statistics? 53% is smuggled by Americans. Where did you get the, how would you know? A lot of the fentanyl in the country isn't caught in the smuggling process. So how would you know who the smugglers are if you don't catch them? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Holy Moses. This is the moderator? This is like a Republican-Democrat debate. What the kind of bullshit was that? It just went down from here. Listen, 
this was not a good question. I'm sorry. It made a lot of the candidates uncomfortable. Uh, this question did not go over well with anyone. DeSantis shut it down. I think he did the right thing. Uh, this really just did not reflect well on the night. But check this out. On stage tonight should be voted off the island. <laughs> Please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you. 15 <laughs> seconds starting now of the people on the stage. Are you who should be? Vo- I'm absolutely serious. With all due respect. Wow. I mean, we're here like yeah. we're, we're happy to debate. Sure. But I think that that's disrespectful to my fellow competitors. Nobody wants yeah. to, nobody most, wants to participate. Let's do some questions. Let's talk about the future of the country. Listen, I'm all for having a little bit of fun at these things. We don't have to be stiffs all the time. You know, I think that's the reputation of the Republican Party and debate. Moderating debates is tough. I mean, I don't think she was trying to make anybody look stupid. It was probably, by the way, something that somebody behind the scenes drew up. You know, you're not sitting there writing all these things yourself, but it just didn't go over well. And I thought DeSantis did a good job saying, we're not going to, it turns out, by the way, Chris Christie, did you guys catch it? Christie wrote a name down and then Christie was like, oh, I'm not playing this either. Did you see it? Did you, Key, did you see it? Did you, Joe, you caught it? Chris Christie writes a name down. He's like, oh, I'm not playing, man. I'm like, you just did. But you just did. You just, you just wrote a name. They should, you know what happened, dude? Tell me if I'm, if I'm not crazy. Someone should have walked up on stage like a bouncer and grabbed it. Been like, you see, he played. He played the game. Everybody's going to ask now, who is the name? Is it's You know, it just didn't go over well. But again, yeah, you see it? There you go. There you see it right there. there see, you know, you, this is, that's the first thing I caught. Thank you. Good call, Guy. You saw that, folks, in the chat? I didn't even play it at all cool. I'm not playing the game. This guy, is he's the designated asshole. You ever see that show, Designated Survivor? You know, in the event of an emergency, you get a designated survivor in the government. Christie's the designated asshole. That's what he's got to do. He's the jerk on stage. He's got to be the jerk. You call him Donald Duck. I get it. Trump uses nicknames, too. It's just not funny. I mean, some of, I'm not saying every one of Trump's nicknames was a huge hit, but some of them were just funny. The little Marco low energy jam. Donald Duck was just kind of just dumb. It was just stupid. All right, here's where it just, like I said, doesn't look good for the network. It wasn't really a, the debate was not, a, it was not a great night for really for anyone. It was like a trifecta. And it's going to happen. I mean, listen, the debate was on Rumble too. It's a platform I own a good chunk of. So don't think I'm like throwing someone under the bus. Oh, those Fox guys screwed up. And we were on Rumble too. I don't think it was a great night for us either. Candidly, I don't think that many people are interested. So again, I'm not, I don't tell me like, Oh, you're just bitter. I'm not bitter at all. I've already told you. I still got friends there, good people. And and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you my honest opinion about what happened. It just wasn't a good night. Sometimes we have shitty shows and we tell you, yesterday's show was no good. Today's show is fiery, man. I'm loving today's show. Here, this is, I mean, this doesn't help at all. So this is, they start screaming over each other. I got two cuts of this. I want you to tell me again, viewing this as an open-minded Republican voter who hasn't selected a candidate yet. That's who they're talking to. Does any of this change your mind? Take a listen. 
We're not a perfect nation. We're founded on the pursuit of perfection. That is what makes America great. And that is why we will end it once we win this election. I have to jump. I, I have to jump in here. I'm sorry. I have to speaking. There's one person on this. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say, because I can't believe they hear you've got a TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million people are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts. They can get. All right, he played the wrong one. That's Nikki Haley and Vivek going at it, but I'll cover that too. Yeah, hold on, just keep that. Hold that thought for a second because I was going to go into this anyway. The problem I find with that one, I'm a little bit out of order now, but whatever. We'll go back to that in a second. Is Haley and Vivek are clearly playing for the number two spot. In my humble opinion, and I'm not saying this based on any inside information, I'm telling you what I think their candidate's thinking, not what I want. So if you're a DeSantis guy, don't come screaming down my throat. I'm just going to block you or mute you for stupid because it's not what I'm saying you should drop out or anything like that. I'm simply suggesting I think Nikki Haley and Vivek's campaigns think DeSantis is done. That's what I think they think. You got me? I think they think his campaign is done. The reason Vivek and Nikki Haley are going out of it after over TikTok and it doesn't matter. They'll make up anything to fight each other right now is they're fighting for the number two spot right now. They think DeSantis is going to drop out. I don't think he's going to do that, but they think he's going to. I think he's got enough support to stay in at least till South Carolina. And if he shows a competitive second in a couple of these states a lot longer. But I think that's exactly what they think. And I'm trying to explain to you what I think went on with that, too. Now back to this. This is the screaming over it. I got two cuts of this. None of this helps any of the candidates. Again, how does this change your mind about a candidate on the stage? It doesn't. Take a look. That was that happened all night. And and listen again. You can sit there and fault the moderator, but the reality is nobody gives a shit about the moderator. They don't. They're going to do what I've been to a thousand debates, Congress races, Senate races, local races. This happens everywhere. Every candidate has an incentive to try to get their point in. And the longer they talk, they figure someone's going to shut up first. So and this is what happened. So this is not so much on the moderator. It's just on the candidates. Like this doesn't help anyone. It happened again later. Here, check this out. Oh, that's, you're on a roll. I asked you if we had two. Jeez, we're going to have to start canning people. Anyone in the chat want a job? Anyone, anyone in the chat applying? We need a new associate producer. I'm kidding. All right. I just asked you. We have another one of these? You said yes. No, you didn't. You said yes. You definitely said yes. I heard you say yes. Vivek at one point said this, too, in the New York Times. This is how you know Vivek was causing some trouble because the New York Times jumped all over it. New York Times, transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. Vivek Ramaswamy. New York Times, this is false. Being transgender is not a mental health disorder. Many transgender people experience gender dysphoria or psychological distress as a result of the incongruence between their sex and their gender identity. Gender dysphoria is a diagnosis in the Psychiatric Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders and can be given to children, adolescents, or adults. How the hell is that a fact check? How is it false? You just said the same thing twice. 
Speaking of which, it was a really bad day for the Biden administration yesterday as it emerged that the Biden house in Delaware was the recipient address of a quarter million dollar payment from a Chinese Communist Party connected individual. Quarter million bucks. Here's clown show Ian Sams works for the Biden team. Imagine arguing that if someone stayed at their parents' house and listed their address for work and got a paycheck, the parents are responsible and the parents somehow worked for the employer. This community note is awesome. They note that he didn't even live there, Hunter Biden. He lived in California and the funds transferred happened well before the pandemic. Yes, bad day for Team A-hole in the White House. Really bad day. Just wrapping that segment up. Not a good night for anyone. I don't believe for the network, for the moderator, really for Rumble, uh, for the candidates. I just don't think it helped. And at this point, a lot of these candidates have to seriously think about dropping out. I'm going to tell you why. Just fast, folks. Every amount of money donated to them is a dollar that's not going to go to a serious candidate. Every shoe leather you know, hour walked by a volunteer for a candidate who has no shot is wasting time for a candidate that does. It's time for Doug Burgum, Burgum, whatever his name is, Pence, Chris Christie, and even Tim Scott to consider dropping. I know Scott wants to stay till South Carolina. He's not moving in the polls. They're just, they're not doing anything. It's time to go, like yesterday. All right, I got some more bad enough yet. Did you see this thing in the chat? You see this 95-year-old, this vet? If you don't think the country is effed, Watch this video and you're going to change your mind. Take a quick break. Americanfinancing.net. Credit card balances have risen for five consecutive quarters, increasing at some of the largest rates in 20 years. If you've racked up debt, you're not alone. 2023 has been a brutal year for most Americans grappling with inflation, rising rates, and just generally how expensive life is. For homeowners, there is a better way to get you on a path to financial freedom with American Financing. They're helping folks just like you get out of that crippling debt and realizing significant savings. In fact, they're saving customers just like you an average of $700 a month. That goes a long way these days. And unlike credit card debt, your mortgage interest is tax deductible, stretching your savings even even further. A quick 10-minute call to American Financing's salary-based mortgage consultants. That's all it takes. There's no pressure, no upfront fees. And just see what they can do for you. If you start today, you might be able to delay two mortgage payments. Here's the number. Give them a call. 888-994-7660. 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, Okay. As if the really, really bad, awful week for Biden and the Democrats, polls, inflation numbers, real wage numbers, everything's getting worse for the Biden team. Couldn't get any worse. I ask you always, is it bad enough yet? Ladies and gentlemen, is it bad enough yet? Let's take a chat. Wait, chat poll time. Do you think it's bad enough yet that people are going to change their voting behavior in the next election? Let me offer a vote. Chatbot guy, can you add one? Hold on. I'm going to put one in now. Watch me. No. No. Okay, I have a no. So chatbot guy, if you see the poll, I I don't think it's bad enough yet. What's going to be the rubber band on the watermelon moment? See, you're, you're with me. You are with me. Yes. Simpatico, baby. We have an ESPN mind link. It's a joke. I get it. It's ESPN. We got a mind link going. It's not bad enough yet. What's going to be the watermelon, the, the, the rubber band on the watermelon? 
it's exposed. The answer, hell if I know. I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's going to be something like this. 95-year-old veteran kicked out of a nursing home. 95. A hero. To make room for who? Illegals that broke the law. This guy put his life on the line to defend. I want you to listen to this guy and see how far our country has fallen into the, the, the abyss. This is a disgrace. Check this out. Very disgraceful what they did to the people in Island Shores. They gave us time to get out, but they never said when, and they never said they were going to get us out. And then one day, there's a thing on the board, a notice on the board, you got to be out by March 15th. I think that gave us like a month and a half to find out where we're going to go. I thought my suitcases were going to be on the curb because I'm not that fast. If it wasn't for my daughter, they would have been on the curb. (laughs) But that's what happened. And uh, that was it. I said, no, 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 you're not moving me. And they said, yes, 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 we are. And uh, everything was done behind closed doors. We didn't have a chance to actually make any attempt to stop them because there wasn't enough time. You know, I'm I'm trying to ease up on the language after yesterday because I just, I'm like losing my mind. uh, But someone in the chat said it, so pardon me for a moment, but fucking disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. You know, my grandfather, Frank, is... I don't have a lot of heroes, but he was one of them. He was a tough Italian kid from New York. He was kind of a pool hustler when he was younger. Worked in a fish store. He went over to fight in World War II. He named my dad, after my father John, after his battle buddy that died. My grandfather fought in the Battle of the Bulge, and he came back a different guy. He was a young, kind of brash Italian kid from New York with the slick back hair, pool hustler guy. He was a cool cat. You got to see the pictures of him when he was young. He was a slick-looking dude, man. With the, you know, the tank top on back in the, you know what I'm saying? I love my, you know what I'm talking about, Joe? I love my grandfather, man. He was just the greatest guy ever. But he came back a different guy, man. He wouldn't talk about World War II, wouldn't talk about the battle at all. When Saving Private Ryan came out, people would ask him. We call him Pop-Pop Pipe because he used to smoke a pipe. Remember pipes? Tobacco in the pipe. He was a cool cat, man. This guy could have been in like, one of those 50s noir movies, you know? He'd just sit there smoking the pipe. You ask him about World War II, he'd, I want to talk about it. That's who those guys were, man. That was a different generation. Now, this guy was a veteran of, uh, the, of Korea, the war in Korea. He kicked this guy out of a hotel for a bunch of illegals. What's the rubber band moment, folks? I don't know. But surely it's right around the corner. And I'm telling you, when it happens, it's going to happen fast. So get ready. These political revolutions, they happen gradually, just like bankruptcies. And then all of a sudden, stay frosty. And by the way, what was the number, Gee? 88%? 88% of the chat agrees with me that, no, it's not bad enough yet. We could still lose this next election in a landslide, even now. I'm telling you right now. If you think for a second, oh, these people suck so bad, we're going to steamroll them. You got another thing coming. We ain't there yet. 
We're getting there, though. Did you see this? Here's a Venezuelan woman putting her infant child through concertina wire. See, the thing about concertina wire is you're not supposed to go through it. That's why it's supposed to hurt if you go through it. So I'd recommend to everyone, like the way to not get hurt through concertina wire is don't go through concertina wire. It's kind of like an outlet on the wall. Like the outlet on the wall, if you stick a fork in it, it's going to shock you and you could die and short out your whole house. So just don't do it. So the thing with concertina wire is the way to not get hurt is to not get hurt by don't going through the wire. Look at this video. There we go. What? An infant. And it's going on. Oh, it seems like she's skin. Her hand stuck. Look. I mean, really? The baby's crying. Look at the baby. Look at that. No, this is for real. Joe said there's torn cloth, probably torn skin in it, too, hair and everything else. Look at the little girl here. And then she got her stuff. It seems like the little girls are like they're gonna pull her in right now. They got her. They got her. And nobody, did liberals have any questions about this at all? Liberals, liberal, liberal. Oh, that's so immoral. What's immoral? Us trying to stop people from entering the country illegally who choose to put them and their kids in danger. We didn't make the woman walk through the concertina wire, did we? Is that what someone, an armed guard, sitting there going walk through the concertina wire? Why are they doing it? Because Joe Biden has set up a set of incentives, and they don't think they'll be kicked out. No one walks through concertina wire with their infant or crawls through it, risking shredding their skin, their hair. No one does that if they think they're going to be kicked out immediately when they get to the other side. Joe Biden did that. What's the moment, ladies and gentlemen? I have no idea. But we got to be getting there soon. Is it bad enough yet for Biden to step aside? I don't know. But yesterday was not a good day either. The impeachment hearings going on. Right now, honestly, it's it's so far it's 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 not. I mean, it's okay. Uh, I, I'm there's nothing you haven't heard before. However, a lot of people, if they're going to cover this impeachment hearing and they cover it in mainstream media, there's going to be a lot of people on the left who are seeing this stuff for the first time. I just got a couple of things that came out about the Biden team yesterday, and I got the greatest video ever of them doing what they do all the time, accusing Trump of what they do, and watch the mainstream media just suck it up. Big show left. Don't go anywhere. You're going to love that video. And Matt Gates and one of the greatest lines I've ever seen on the house floor. Did you see it? If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. This next sponsor, please write this down, the website first, because I get a thousand emails after. I love it that you love this company, but we spent all day answering emails. It's contingencymedical.com because everybody loves this company and they forget the website during the read. So I'm going to read it, contingencymedical.com. I can listen. I can't stress the importance of being prepared enough. Imagine you're in an emergency and you need life-saving medications. Good luck at a pharmacy. You probably get looted. Contingency Medical ensures you have medicines when the unexpected happens. They have three different emergency antibiotic packs, each prescribed by licensed physicians and dispensed by certified pharmacies. These packs are a must. I have them for anyone who's prepared, wants to be prepared for an emergency, travels, you're outdoors, where you want the convenience and security of having a supply of antibiotics at your home. I have the pack. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely obsessed with being prepared for an emergency. Each contingency medical pack provides access to the prescribing physician for advisement and safe and effective use of the medicine, along with an antibiotic guide too. 
The PACS treat symptoms like nausea, motion sickness. They cover treatment for 10 plus common infections like respiratory infections, ear infections, strep, and more. Get prepared. Here's the website again. Write it down. Contingencymedical.com slash Bongino. Contingencymedical.com slash Bongino. Contingencymedical.com slash Bongino. Or use uh, a promo code Bongino because you want that $20 off you'll get per pack. Promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's $20 off any pack at contingencymedical.com slash Bongino or use promo code Bongino. Contingency Medical and its products are not intended to substitute for professional medical treatment or advice. Consult with your healthcare provider. All right, last sponsor, and I'll get back to this. Biden had a really, really bad day yesterday. It was pretty ugly. Next one is... It's all right. There we go. Thank you. Black Alk. Are we... What do you think we're out of sniffs? What do you think? You think there's one more? No, no. There's definitely more than one more. Gosh, that smells good. Blackout coffee. You tired of the same old liberal garbage coffee? Go with blackout coffee. Four cups of coffee today because I love it. I'm a coffee fanatic. This is all I drink. Taking an extra sniff. It smells like coffee. It tastes like coffee. I personally recommend it. They are 100% committed to conservative values. From sourcing the beans, customer service to roasting. They got an incredible work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise on taste or quality. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. I can personally vouch for this coffee. It is damn good. Me and Paula love it. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Blackout Coffee. Thanks, Contingency Medical. Okay, so just quickly, yesterday was not a good day for Team Biden. More information emerged. More information here is a, yeah, you guys are fine. You guys, all right, let's see, we go. Okay, here is an email from the AUSA, Assistant United States Attorney, involved in the case, Leslie Wolf, where she says, and I quote, there should be nothing about political figure one in here, apparently protecting Joe Biden against the Farah evidence. What is the Farah evidence? Foreign Agent Registration Act. It sounds like Joe Biden's effed, folks. Joe Biden is being protected by the Department of Justice. This email is devastating. Wait, keep that up a second. The Assistant United States Attorney, or the United States Attorney on this case, Leslie Wolf, in an email was dumb enough to say, the political figure one, by the way, is Joe Biden. Nobody questions that. There should be nothing about political figure one in here. Why is she concerned about Joe Biden being mentioned in conjunction with Farah evidence? Why? The judges ruled because Biden would be. That's why. Ladies and gentlemen, it appears Joe Biden was selling access to his name and information to his son and was not registered as a foreign lobbyist. That is why this the Leslie Wolf doesn't want Biden's name in anything with a Farah charge. Political figure one. It's right there. Oh, look, this emerged yesterday, too, from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud backup. Here's Hunter Biden. Bullshit, James. All around bullshit. Explain to me one thing Tony brings to my table that I so desperately need that I'm willing to sign over my family's brand. 
He notes later, the keys to my family's only asset. I thought they weren't selling access. I thought I thought they weren't. I thought they weren't selling. I thought what's. We haven't done this in a while. Time for the let's go Brandon Bell. We haven't used this in a long time. Thank you to the person who sent that. It's right there. It's right there. Talking about selling access. It's right there. Where's the, you know, I'd run it again today. No evidence. There's no evidence. The evidence is kicking you in the balls, media goons. It's right in front of you, you dipshits. Here's another one that came out yesterday. It's proving my point again that this isn't a Biden scandal as much as it's what? What is it? What is it? An Obama scandal. Because a lot of this stuff happened when he was the president under Obama. Oh, look at this. One of uh, Obama's uh, border guys, John Sandweg, emails Eric Swearwin, Hunter Biden's partner, asking about how they can expedite a Burisma executive's visa into the United States. Burisma, the company Joe Biden's kid worked for. Why is Biden's guy, why is Obama's guy doing that? That's Obama's guy. Why are they Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? The answer is because Obama knew the entire time what was going on. The only question is, did Obama profit from this too? Oh, the Obama team didn't know, know anything. Oh, really? Do we have to introduce this article again at the Wall Street Journal? We've only, You know what? I bring up this article so many times. I said to Guy and Jim in a rundown yesterday, I said, hey, remember that Wall Street Journal thing? Jim texted me in like two minutes. You mean this one? Look at the look at this. Hunter Biden's Ukraine work raised concerns with Obama officials. GOP-led probe confirms. Two Obama officials raised concerns to the White House in 2015. 2015. Joe, what year is it? 2023. It's 2023, right? Am I, yeah. yeah, so it's a while ago. So back in 2015, Obama people raised concerns about Hunter Biden serving on the board of Burisma. While his dad was leading policy efforts in the country, a Senate investigation found it's almost like this. Everything I've told you on the show, it's almost like everything I've told you is all coming true. We don't even have to, we have to start unflagging stuff now, unflag left and right. Now you're probably saying, but he's a Scranton kid, man. Joe Biden, he's a working kid. He's a working class guy, man. He's one of us. This guy hates you. Joe Biden is a grifter, loser, kid sniffing. Woman-feeling, bribe-taking, plagiarizing loser. That's what he's always been. That's what he will always be. He is a gross, disgusting human being. Just check out the diary of one of his kids. I don't even want to talk about it because it's that disgusting. He is a freaking weirdo. You understand? He's a weirdo. And in case you think the grifting and the bribe-taking and the brand-selling and all of this stuff is new, hat tip uh, Maze on on, uh, Twitter. I saw this yesterday on their account doing some show prep. Here's Tom Brokaw. I think this is from 2008. Joe, again, that's a while ago, correct? That's Is that even before 2015? It is. Yeah, yeah Joe's yeah. checking the mail. Yeah, it checks out. This is from, yeah, me too. That's from 2008. Here is 2008. Tom Brokaw, a raging lefty, a raging lefty, questioning Biden about another deal where he appears to have been bought off with his son, Hunter, in case you think any of this is new. Check this out. Uh, your son being hired right out of law school by a big company here in uh, Delaware that is in the credit card business, MBNA. He got about $100,000 a year, as I recall. 
Uh, you received $214,000 in campaign contributions from the company and from its employees. Uh, at the same time, you were fighting for a bankruptcy bill that uh, MBNA really wanted to get passed through the Senate, making it much tougher for everyone to file bankruptcy. Uh, Senator Obama was opposed to the bill. Among other things, uh, you couldn't, in fact, claim that you had a problem because of big medical bills. Uh, you voted against uh, an amendment that would call uh, for a warning on predatory lending. Um, you also called for a, um, you opposed efforts to strengthen the protection of people in bankruptcy. This has been an issue that you've heard about before. Uh, your son was working for the company at the, at the same time. In retrospect, wasn't it inappropriate for someone like you in the middle of all of this to have your son collecting money from this big credit card company while you were on the floor protecting its interests? Absolutely not. My son graduated from Yale Law School. The starting salary in Wall Street was $140,000 a year if you went to lawyer. Options he had. He came home to work for a bank. Surprise, surprise. Folks, this guy has been scum his entire life, and everybody knows it. This clip has been out there since 2008. The guy's a garbage person. He's always been garbage. He is a sociopathic, bribe-taking, brand-selling loser. By the way, thank you. I am like, new record, folks, 86,000 people. 86,000 people watching. Fill the college football stadium. 87,000 people. I haven't even, let me refresh. Ooh, 80. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I love you guys, man. Thank you. Especially after the, see, you know what? God works in funny ways. I had a rough week, man. I've been super depressed in a funk, sold out, betrayed by people I trusted. And what you guys, the Bongino Army, man, comes to the rescue every time. Found out today we sold something like 4,000 more books last week, too. Like, you guys are just, you're the best, man. I would give you a pound and a heart, but my elbows don't work. So just know it's there. I have to pretend. Love you so much. You're the best, man. New record. Let's get, you want to get to 90? Let's see if we can get to 90. That'd be, that'd be freaking bananas. Listen, on a serious note, we got this bribe-taking, kid-sniffing loser in the White House, right? We better start getting serious. And by the way, this is tough medicine time. That applies to everyone. Biden, Newsom, DeSantis, Scott. Donald Trump, everyone. Folks, we better start getting really serious about this China thing, because if this thing goes down, they are not effing around China right now. Something, I've been warning you. I, Jim, what, do you know what number we're up to, Jim? Can you text me 4,786 or something? I don't know. I've only, I, I, so I can't, I can only warn you so many times, like how much trouble we're in with China if this war breaks out. I say that as a man ignorant of the consequences myself, because I'm not a stupid, smart person. Okay, stupid, smart people don't know the limits to their own knowledge. I understand I have not been to war. I don't know the horrors of war. I'd rather not. No one, only an idiot wants to go to war. A brave person may want to defend this country, but no smart person wants to go to war. If you can avoid it, you should. There's, a, you know, there's those rules of war, the Fox Connor rules of war. And I encourage you to remember these things. 
You can look them up. Fox Connor was a famous military strategist. Never go to war alone. Never go to war for long. And never go to war unless you absolutely have to. If you remember those three rules, you'll be A-OK. And it's not an oversimplification. There's a reason for all three of those rules. This thing with China is about to get ugly. And if it gets ugly, look at this report in the Army War College. Is this in the newsletter today? Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read it, man. Because we better do everything we can to stay the hell out of this war unless we absolutely have to. They're predicting a sustained rate of casualties. Sustained, not acute, of 3,600 per day. Do you have any idea the transformational change to society that would cause? 3,600 people a day. Folks, they will be mostly men. I want to tell you something that happened to me when I was an agent overseas. True story? Believe it or not. I noticed a lot of guys when I was the whip in TS. The whip is like the guy who kind of run the, like, the trans, it's transportation section, TS. We do the motorcade. So I went back as kind of like a quasi-supervisor. There's a GS-14 who runs the unit. The whip is the guy who's like the sergeant, right? He kind of, so I went back as the whip, which was a great honor. The TS whip was kind of a cool thing and I loved it. But we had this trip to a lot of these European countries, Ukraine and elsewhere. I forget if it was Bush or Obama. It doesn't really matter. And I noticed all these young single guys volunteering to go drive the cars over there. So I'm like, why does everybody want to go to Budapest? So Joe's already laughing. He knows where this is going. Did I tell you this? Or you just know this by instant? Oh, you got an idea. Well, apparently the women over there are absolutely stunning. I've never been to Budapest. I haven't been to Ukraine. I didn't know this. So all these guys, it was hard to get people to drive overseas on some of these trips. But it was like, I had like five spots and like 700 volunteers or something. Exaggerating, but not that much. So I said to one of the guys who's a big history buff, and it, it's just unrelated that he was a history buff, but he happened to know the answer. I'm like, man, why are all the guys volunteering to go on this trip? He's like, my gosh, you ever seen like the women over there? I go, no, I haven't. He's like, they're like stunningly beautiful, like stunningly beautiful. Well, I said, oh, really? And he, he goes, you want to know why? I said, right there, he's going to tell me some weirdo thing. He said during World War II, he said a lot of the men that were sent to the front lines, that the casualty numbers were just obscene, obscene. Men were dying by the tens of thousands in the week. It was a meat grinder. So what happened is there were very few men available when the war was over. So only the best looking women, you know, found a guy to start a family with. And that's why, listen, I don't know if any of this is true or not. All I'm telling you is mass scale casualties like this, wiping out a population of young men that are literally going to create the next generation is going to cause a demographic time bomb like you've never seen in your life. There will be nobody to pay taxes. There will be nobody to marry and start families. This would be a freaking disaster like you have never seen. And I don't think anybody. And 89,972. Holy shit, we're almost there. 90,000. Can we, can we do it? Can we do it for the first time? Listen, no one is even considering the fact that we could lose this war. You have all these people out there. 
We've got better technology and ships. Yeah, we do. We've got a more competent Navy, even though they've got larger ships. We have better combat training than they do. We've been in war. They haven't. Yeah, they, they've been in a skirmish in the India, uh, on their India uh, line over there with them. But that's about it. They haven't been in war like we have. We got a badass military. But ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake. We could lose this war. We ran out of Afghanistan. Joe Biden embarrassed our military, making us run out of Afghanistan like that. We thought to, to people that don't have one one millionth of the capabilities of the Chinese army. We could lose this. Everybody needs to get that in their head. We're teaching sex changes and CRT and wokeism bullshit. You know what they're teaching? Death. Death. They're teaching how to dance with Lady Death every single day. We could lose. You have that? Yeah, do I get that? Well, pull up the Wall Street Journal article, though, first, uh, the, the one, the next one about the China thing, because this is important. If we lose, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see the United States living under essentially a Chinese occupation. No, that's never going to. Are you sure that's never going to happen? I hope it doesn't. I pray it doesn't. We got a badass military, and I think the chances are we would win. But that's not a chance I want to take if we can avoid this. China just passed a law. Did you? This, this is an actual article, folks. I'm not screwing around. Benjamin Q. China's getting ready to pass a law against hurt feelings. This is real. If you wear a T-shirt or clothing that, quote, bears symbols in public detrimental to the spirit of the Chinese people and hurts the feelings of the Chinese people, the legislation, by the way, doesn't even classify what counts as offending them. You could be subject to detention for 15 days in jail or police custody. What? 90 freaking thousand people. Holy shit. The greatest day ever. I love you guys so much. Thank you. 90,000. 100,000. Here. Here's what foreign governments are putting out for recruiting videos. I'm not suggesting these aren't malicious a-hole governments with armies that would do bad things. I'm simply telling you, our military right now, despite the bravery of these awesome men and women, is teaching them bullshit about castration, cutting boobs off, wokeism, pronouns, while this is the kind of stuff foreign governments are teaching. Watch this. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my call. What the f*** is that? You're going to go to war with these people with that bullshit? Folks, this is the one thing. You know, everything's political. I get it. 
But my gosh, with the Democrats, can we link shields on this one thing? Okay, we'll fight about all this other stuff. We think you guys are effed up doing this stuff in the schools. You think it's great. We're going to fight about it. Can we just leave the military out of it so we stay alive? Can Democrats and Republicans on this just one thing link arms and go, listen, we got to train our guys to be badasses and go and kill bad guys. Like, that's it. Dance with Lady Death, fellas. That's it. Can we just agree on this? Of course not. Because Democrats are nihilists and they want to destroy every single thing they touch. And they know when they wreck sports and the military, every ounce of masculinity will be drained from the society and it'll collapse on top of itself under its own pressure. Fact. All right, let me end on a good note today. 91. We're going to get 92. This is freaking crazy. I should keep this going into the radio show. We'll get to 100,000. Six figures for the first time. Right? I should blast right through the radio show. What do you think, folks? We just keep it going the whole time during the radio show. That'd be awesome. What's stopping us, right? I want to add, this is kind of some good stuff. It's been a, you know, it's been a lot today. A lot. And yesterday was heavy. And I appreciate everybody reaching out, man. So many people saw my Instagram about me being a bit of a funk. And, you know, I'm nobody's victim, man. I'm not looking for some like, oh, you know, you need to understand that. You don't need to understand. You got your own problems. You don't need my problem. But I'm always going to be frank with you. And that's why I was kind of banged out the last few days, man. I just, uh, so many fake, phony Republicans is pathetic. But uh, this was kind of hilarious. You see Matt Gates on CNN. Abby Phillips, who's turning into like a laughing stock. She's been on the show, what, like four or five times in the last few weeks. This woman on CNN is just not really bright. She keeps going on the air. She doesn't even do basic homework. This clip with Matt Gates is priceless. And by the way, I just want to tell you, there is no educational value in this clip whatsoever. It's just funny. And I just hate CNN. Check this out. You, you did vote against uh, the defense appropriations bill this week. That no, I didn't. The rule. No, you're the, wrong. Ru- no, the rule you're, to... Uh, Abby, Abby, this is going to be a very embarrassing moment when the internet corrects you on this. I voted for the defense rule both times. Well, I, I stand corrected. Congressman, appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, come on. That's freaking funny. Well, dude, all she had to do was go to the roll call. And look, this isn't hard. She thought she had a gotcha moment and ended up looking like a freaking idiot on the air. Oh, what do you know about a TV show? I don't know. I only had the number one TV show on Saturday night for two years. A little bit. Literally number one. Like, I get to, you got to, like, do your homework. We screwed up one time, and it wasn't even me. It was a graphic I didn't even know was on the screen. It's because you do your homework. Gates is going to make a twofer on today's show. This, I got to tell you, whether you love Matt Gates or you don't love Matt Gates, this is freaking hilarious. He's on the floor at Congress. He's given a speech about Bob Menendez, the Democrat senator, is alleged to have taken a bribe in gold bars. <laughs> Brother, this is one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard on the House floor about the state of the country we're in, where you can't even bribe a guy right because of inflation now. Take a listen. Our record in this country right now is $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficits. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficits so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators 
with cash alone. You need to bring gold bars to get the job done just so that the bribes hold value. You know, we're doing that end of the end of the year. Sorry, folks. I had to talk to Mike. The end of the year show. You got to put that. That is a definite entrant into the end of the year. Maybe quote of the year. Maybe we'll do categories. Clip of the year. Quote of the year. Funny moment of the year. Touching moment of the year. Right? What do you, that's got to be it. That is freaking hilarious. Good job, Matt Gates. Sometimes a little bit of comedy. What's the Saul Alinsky rule, folks? Ridicule. There's no answer for it. Ridicule these people. What do we got now? 92,700 people. Folks, thank you so much. Gosh, I love you so much. You bring so much to my life. And uh, you know, I said to you yesterday, I said, I'm not okay, but I'm okay. And when I'm not okay, and I'm not okay, I'll let you know. The reason I'm not okay, but I'm okay is because of you. I love coming on here every day talking to you guys. And the fact that 92,700 plus people joined us today just warms my heart. Join us in the chat every day at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Super easy. Set up a free account. Takes two seconds to do. And join us in the chat. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the radio show in a little bit. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.